I have a trade to announce, and no, it is not an official trade for the New Jersey Devils. It is amongst the Locked On Podcast Network and involves the second overall pick and the Toronto Maple Leafs. We have a lot to discuss in this trade breakdown episode, so buckle up, everybody. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. Skies. Grab your alcohol, grab whatever it, it takes to loosen you up a little bit because we have some silly season to discuss. And no, this is not an official trade by the New Jersey Devils. This is just a hypothetical silly season scenario amongst locked on hosts. So if you guys have been paying attention to my show the last couple of weeks, I have been shopping that second overall pick. I've been reaching out to locked on Canadians, locked on wild, uh, locked on Blackhawks, talking about, hey, look. The second overall pick is there for the taking. Just give me an established player that can help the New Jersey Devils. Like like I said, I, I'm just doing what Tom Fitzgerald is doing, which is just like looking for the best possible scenario. And late last night, the host of Locked On Lease, Michael, messaged me and said, hey, on Locked On Lease, we talked about a potential silly season discussion regarding the second overall pick. So uh, I'm going to put the episode of Locked On Lease uh, – in which they talked about the silly season discussion in the description. And I'm also going to share a snippet of that episode on the show right now. So if you miss Locked On Leafs, here's what they discuss in terms of the second overall pick. But here's the blockbuster part of the deal, because I'm not only interested in Damon Severson when I'm talking trade with the New Jersey Devils. So here's what I'm offering. I am willing to give up a William Nylander in a trade because I think Severson at least is a proven commodity uh, where Dante Fabro is not. But it gets much larger than that, David, much larger than that. I'm thinking Bill Nylander, Rasmus Sandin, the 25th overall pick in this year's draft. And as Trey noted, the host of Locked On Devils, there could be some interest in Jack Campbell. This offseason, if he ends up getting to free agency, let's ha- let's just go ahead and bypass the free agency part. Let's put his rights involved into this deal, into this equation. And coming back, I want the second overall pick in this year's draft, Damon Severson and Mackenzie Blackwood. That, my friend, is a blockbuster. Oh, boy. Oh, oh where do I start? Well, I... I- I got my notebook prepared because we got William Nylander, Rasmus Sedin, the rights to Jack Campbell, and the 25th overall pick in exchange for the second overall pick, Damon Severson and Mackenzie Blackwood. Okay, so we'll talk about the players momentarily. Let's talk about that 25th overall pick. So I get it's towards the end of the draft, but at least we get something in the first round. So a team like the Chicago Blackhawks, can't really offer us um, a first-round draft pick because they can't because it, uh, they gave it up 
last year due to the Seth Jones trade. So if we were to get Alex Dabrinkit, we get knocked out of the first round most likely because I think that's what the Chicago Blackhawks are going to demand because they're so desperate to get back into the first round that's going to cost the Devils a first-round draft pick. So ultimately, you know, that is a bit of a risk. Now, I get the 25th overall pick is towards the end of the first round, and it's not really worth that much, but it's still something. That's all I can say. At least it's something that can just, like, maybe give us a – a first round draft pick that, that that's all I, you know, I, I, I want you guys to look at from that sort of sense. But here's the thing. I've been hearing some rumors that outside of the top five, this is not really a loaded draft class, but I want to shed some light because the New Jersey devils, I wouldn't put it past them for finding a diamond in the rough. We were able to find it with Jesper Brett. We were able to find it with Yegor Sharangovich. There's so many diamonds in the rough that the New Jersey devils can pick up. We were able to get, what, Dawson Mercer mid in the first round a couple years ago in the 2020 NHL draft. So it, the Devils are no strangers to finding diamonds in the rough. So I, I wouldn't put it past them for maybe finding a gem with the 25th overall selection. I, I'm, I'm not banking on it, but at the same time, at least, it, at least it's something in that sort of sense. So when looking at this trade uh, at first glance, I was just like, okay, we get the 25th overall pick, but we do give the Toronto Maple Leafs that second overall pick which can be a little risky because they are a good team. And are we like, you know, just helping them, uh, you know, basically improve their roster because they do have a lot of good players. I do have to give respect where respect is due. I know they get knocked out of the first round all the time. They haven't made it past the first round since 2004. But the fact of the matter is they still have a lot of good players. And if they were to draft someone like Slavkovsky or Cooley or uh, Nesmith or whatever the case might be, you know, you, you are kind of helping the, the Maple Leafs in that sort of sense, but we'll talk about that a little later in the episode. So ultimately, when looking at this trade, uh, I think the key player would be Nylander just because he has the uh, overall production. Rasmus Sedin would be a little bit of a question mark. He's been dealing with injury, so it's just like, uh, do we want to take that risk? And there's not really much on his track history. And then Jack Campbell, because we were always talking about getting a goalie, and, you know, I know Mackenzie Blackwood is involved in this hypothetical deal. But at the same time, you know, it is Jack Campbell. So you do need to take that into consideration. But the one question I have is, like, Rasmus Sedin is going to be a restricted free agent. William Nylander has two years remaining on his contract. And Jack Campbell is set to be an unrestricted free agent. So I don't know how this trade would hypothetically work. I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about my concerns later on the episode. And also I'm talking with the hosts of Locked on Lease and we're going to try to do a crossover and just discuss this a little bit more. So uh, we'll talk more of that momentarily. But first, it's time for the first live read this morning. And it comes from our friends at Rock Auto. So with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and miles, it's now impossible for your local chain all-parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. Choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com. At home and in your pocket, save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every consumer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find all the solutions to your auto parts needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How'd You Hear Boss box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com, everybody. And now, the second live read comes from our friends at BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. 
Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's NBA Finals, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, MLB scores, and, of course, the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, so where do I start for this overall blockbuster of a trade that was to uh, maybe hypothetically happen between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the New Jersey Devils. Let's start with the goalie situation. So as some of you already know, the goalie situation for the New Jersey Devils has been terrible. The last couple of weeks, I've been talking about potential goalies that the New Jersey Devils could pick up. Now, here's the issue with someone like Jack Campbell. So uh, if you guys recall moments ago, the, the guys of Locked on Leafs stated that uh, instead of focusing on Jack Campbell in unrestricted free agency, uh, they would give us the rights to Jack Campbell. So I don't know how that would work. Would they just sign Jack Campbell uh, once he hits the market and then uh, immediately trade him away? I'm, I'm going to have to talk to Locked On Leafs to just clarify on that a little bit more because the Devils could just pursue him an unrestricted free agency because he's not going to be a restricted free agent. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. So is it worth giving up Mackenzie Blackwood if we could just pursue him an unrestricted free agency? But this could guarantee us uh, even more that we could get his services, if that makes sense. So ultimately getting Jack Campbell, it would definitely be an upgrade over Mackenzie Blackwood. Now, here's the thing, and here's where I stand with Mackenzie Blackwood. I haven't lost faith in him, but at the same time, I have said in past episodes, I said that if the New Jersey Devils are given an opportunity to upgrade at the goalie position and it costs us Mackenzie Blackwood, then we're going to have to take that. However, we're going to have to change our approach just a little bit more. I'll explain what I mean in a few moments, but first, let's talk about Jack Campbell once again because I've talked uh, a lot about him on this show before, and I said the New Jersey Devils could potentially you know, get his services. So say what you want to say about Jack Campbell during the playoffs, but his overall playoff numbers are respectable. This year, you know, not all the best, but when we're talking about his entirety uh, throughout his career of playing in playoff games, he's actually pretty solid, but we don't, we don't need to focus on that. His overall stats, if you need a reminder – he suited up in 49 games, and he had a win-loss record of 31-9-6. and He had a goals against average of 2.64 and a save percentage of 914. When comparing that to the New Jersey Devils' goalie situation, the difference is night and day because our best goals against average uh, in, in terms of goalies that we used this season was Jonathan Bernier at 3.06, but Jonathan Bernier only played in 10 games. Then we're, when we're looking at save percentage, Jonathan Bernier leading once again at 902. So getting Jack Campbell would be a huge upgrade over Mackenzie Blackwood. But here's the thing. I do got to be fair. Blackwood was injured uh, back in January. He wasn't really himself. There seems to have been some sort of falling out between Blackwood and the organization. I don't know how true those rumors are, but Mackenzie Blackwood might already have one foot out of the door when it comes to the Devils organization. But ultimately, I think Mackenzie Blackwood does have a bright future ahead of him. But, you know, if we're given an opportunity to get someone like Jack Campbell – then we got to take that. But once again, my overall question for this uh, trade is like, how would uh, you give us the rights to Jack Campbell if he's set to become an unrestricted free agent? So that's my overall questioning, which is do, do the Maple Leafs resign him and then they immediately trade him? That's the only scenario that I think is possible in that sort of way. If you think there's a different way they could do it, please leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. So Ultimately, uh, when it comes to the goalie situation with Mackenzie Blackwood and Jack Campbell, yes, we do get an upgrade with Jack Campbell. There's no ants, ifs, or buts about it, but it only gets half the job done. So 
we get a better goalie, which I think a lot of people have been talking about, saying that maybe Mackenzie Blackwood isn't the right person. But ultimately, we're still uh, in the same circumstance. So remember, the three criteria I said for a goalie is someone I would like, someone with experience, someone who can act as a mentor towards Mackenzie Blackwood, and someone who gives us stability. So check off the stability box because Jack Campbell can definitely provide that. Uh, he does have more experience than Mackenzie Blackwood. Jack Campbell is 30 years of age, so I, I believe he could definitely give us maybe anywhere from three to four years of great service. And then, you know, acting as a mentor towards Mackenzie Blackwood, that just negates because that would be unnecessary if Mackenzie Blackwood is included in this deal. But ultimately, we would still need to search for a backup goalie. So that doesn't really change much because we weren't really looking for like a starting goalie. We were just looking for another goalie, whether that was a starting goalie at heart or a backup goalie at heart. We just needed another goalie to give us some more stability behind Mackenzie Blackwood. Now that Mackenzie Blackwood is gone, yes, we filled in the hole of Mackenzie Blackwood missing, but we still don't have a backup. So we still don't really have that stability, and we don't want to put Jack Campbell in the same position that we put Mackenzie Blackwood in because if you guys recall, we kind of put Mackenzie Blackwood in a similar position as Corey Schneider because if you guys recall, Corey Schneider relied on a lot, got injured a whole lot, and ultimately his career went downhill. And now you're looking at someone like Mackenzie Blackwood. It's kind of on that same trajectory. I hope the Devils can pick it up early so that way it doesn't get to that point. But ultimately, when we're talking about the goalie situation, it only gets half the job done. So that's something you definitely got to take into consideration if we were to hypothetically trade away uh, Mackenzie Blackwood for Jack Campbell. I would love to have Jack Campbell on this team. I put out a poll on Twitter a few days ago. I think most of you agreed with me saying that, you know, I think the winner of that poll, which goalie would you want to join the Devils organization? I think the winner was Darcy Kemper, and I think coming in second was Jack Campbell. So ultimately, I think Jack Campbell would be a great addition to the New Jersey Devils. So that's something we can definitely take into consideration. Now, let's talk about William Nylander momentarily. So the thing about Nylander is that he's actually third on the Toronto Maple Leafs in total points. So this season, he appeared in 81 games. He had 34 goals, 46 assists for a grand total of 80 points. If we were to say that he was to have that sort of same point uh, projection, uh, then he would be leading the Devils in points. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. He would uh, break that wide open because our leader in points was obviously Jesper Bratt. Or Jesper Bratt, excuse me. Like I said, I'm trying to break out of that habit of calling him Jesper Bratt. It was one of my summer resolutions. I'm still working on it. But anyway, Jesper Bratt led our team in points with 73. And then uh, if D. Lander was added to the roster, he would lead our team in goals as well because Jesper Bratt and Jack Hughes led the Devils in goals with 26 a pop. And then in terms of assists, Bratt had uh, 47. Nylander had 46. So Nylander would be second. But... Uh, Nico Heischer had 39. So ultimately, Nylander would be a huge get for the New Jersey Devils in that sort of regards. Now, if it was a straight-up trade, the second overall pick for William Nylander, I would say no way. That's not going to happen. But the fact that we have some other assets to work into the deal, that makes it a little bit more interesting. So, you know, William Nylander, the problem with him was his contract because I think a lot of people – were critiquing his overall contract, saying that it was way too long and that maybe the Toronto Maple Leafs shot themselves in the foot. But if Nylander were to join the organization, he is signed to this year and also next year. So if he was to come to the Devils organization, you need to work out an extension with his agency 
ASAP. You at least need to get it on the table because uh, ultimately, like, we're trading away the second overall pick, and the main uh, get in that deal uh, arguably would be William Nylander, in my opinion. So you got to work out a deal because we need some longevity because that's one of the concerns I have with this trade, which is how long can this last for New Jersey Devils? Because, you know, um, th this is a move that could get Tom Fitzgerald fired. Now, you know, we'll talk more about uh, Damon Severson uh, momentarily, but let's keep focusing on Nylander uh, for right now. So the thing about Nylander is that um, the, the one thing I've been saying about the Devils is that they needed more for depth. They needed more scoring outside of the big three of Hughes, Keisher, and Brad. That's what they need. But, you know, getting some getting someone like Nylander, that certainly gives them more options because according to the latest line combination I found, the Toronto Maple Leafs were usually using Nylander on their third line, so their bottom six, but put Nylander on the New Jersey Devils organization, he's a top six player. There's no question about it. And you can either put him on the first line or the second line, because I think he could be a good winger piece to maybe someone like Jack Hughes or Nico Heischer. And remember, Jack Hughes makes the people around him better. So, you know, I think a lot of people can say like, oh, yeah, because, uh, you know, he's got Matthews, he's got Marner, he's got a lot of good players surrounding him. If he comes to the New Jersey Devils, he's not going to provide. You know, while Hughes might not be on the same level as some other Toronto Maple Leafs players, I still believe that uh, Jack Hughes could uh, keep Nylander in the loop and keep his production up. Same with Nico Heischer, because that's what Nico Heischer needed to get going. He just needed a reliable option. Now, here's what I'm banking on. I'm banking on that, uh, the four players I'm about to list, I'm banking that either one or two will uh, definitely get better in, in their overall progression. So, Yegor Sharangovich, Andreas Janssen, Tomas Tatar, and Dawson Mercer. I'm banking on one or two of those players. It would be nice if all four... I'm banking that one of one or two of those players will definitely improve their overall offensive game because the thing about Thomas Tatar, he led the Montreal Canadiens in scoring a couple years ago. wasn't really able to find his niche this season, but I think he still has some something in the tank. The, the tuna, I I I believe that we're going to go tuna hunting uh, this season with Thomas Tatar, and he's going to hopefully light the lamp a little bit more. Then you got someone like uh, Dawson Mercer. The one thing I can't question about Mercer is his overall work ethic. That boy works like a dog. 82 games all year, never a healthy scratch, never got injured, and he somehow avoided COVID uh, during early on in the year. And then for Andreas Janssen, he was able to improve uh, when the season started. Kind of fills it out towards the end, but still, that's something to take note about. And also, Andreas Janssen is a former uh, Toronto Maple Leaf, so just putting that out there. And then when looking at someone like Yegor Sharangovich, got off to a slow start to the season, but was able to pick it up as the season progressed. You know, when looking at that for the New Jersey Devils, finally get someone reliable who can give us a point per game, someone who gives us more options outside of our big three, someone who would be a pretty decent addition to um, our top six and give us more scoring options because... Like I said, outside of Heischer, Brad, and Hughes, we didn't really have that many scoring options. And I was talking about how I really need Sharon Govich or Mercer to really step up their game next year and take it to another level. So for Sharon Govich, I need you to start good, and I need you to finish good. And then for Dawson Mercer, please do not hit that sophomore year slump. That's my overall thing uh, when it comes to Fords, and I believe that we're heading in the right direction. But I said one of the offseason needs for the Devils was to get more Ford uh, depth. Now, let's talk about giving up Damon Severson. Now, 
I don't think many Devils fans would mind getting rid of Damon Severson. Obviously, he's one of the leaders on this team. He definitely uh, uh, has helped the Devils on the offensive side of things when uh, comparing him to some of our other defensive uh, players like Jonas Siegenthaler, who provides little to no offense. But looking at Damon Severson, I've talked to Christy Flannery of the Hockey Riders. The, one of the reasons why Damon Severson was averaging the most ice time amongst uh, the Devils defensemen was because, you know, uh, at the end of the day, he does provide that offensive spark for our defensive end. But here's another thing that you could take into consideration. I think that Dougie Hamilton will have more offensive firepower next season after he fully recovered from his facial surgery because I felt as though we rushed him back and he wasn't able to just uh, come back from it. But I think since uh, this offseason is going to give him some time to recover, I think Dougie Hamilton will certainly be uh, the, the offensive weapon on the defensive side of things that the Devils have been looking for. I think uh, Dougie Hamilton will certainly get his name back into uh, the Norris Trophy race. And we can also talk about Ryan Graves and his overall offensive production because he was able to have a career year on the offensive side of things, still pretty good defensively. So that's another player who we can definitely bank on having another good offensive year. So the thing about Damon Searson is that I talked with Locked On Lease about this before because apparently the Lease were somewhat interested in Damon Searson before the trade deadline. So I was just like, you can have Damon Severson, basically. You know, he's a leader of this organization. He makes a few boneheaded mistakes. I gave a couple of concrete examples throughout the course of the year. But you still get a pretty decent player in Damon Severson, especially on the offensive side of things, if you're looking for uh, sort of like an offensive defenseman. However, his defense is a bit of a question mark. But another thing that we could take into consideration is that Luke Hughes, most likely will sign his entry-level deal come mid-season next year. So I'm not sure how fast of an impact he'll be able to make. But, you know, that that's another player who could potentially fill the shoes of uh, of Damon Severson. And then also, can is it possible that Ty Smith can have a better um, junior year campaign? Because I know he hit the sophomore year slump, was never able to find his footing. But at the same time, you know, is it out of the realm of possibility that Ty Smith can't make a comeback? I know he's not really an offensive kind of guy. He wasn't really, you know, putting up big offensive numbers his rookie year, but he was still pretty respectable in that regard. And I think he was arguably our best defenseman that year. So that's something we can definitely uh, take into consideration. And that's something that I'm definitely taking note of. So in terms of Damon Severson, I think he would be somewhat missed by the Devils organization, but I think most of the fans would be okay if we trade him away, especially if we get someone like Nylander and uh, Jack Campbell added to our roster. Now, Rasmus Sedin, very interesting because he's dealt with a lot of injuries uh, th this past year, particularly with his knee, if my memory is good. So Rasmus Sedin is a bit of a question mark, on, and that would sort of, I guess, be like uh, Damon Severson's replacement. However, I'm just not sure, like, I don't know what to go off for Rasmus Sedin because, you know, I, I, he doesn't really have that much track history, and that's my overall concern when it comes to his uh, style of play and can he provide, you know, the, the, the necessary production that we need on the defensive side of things. So Rasmus Sedin would be a bit of a project. He's still young. He's 22 years of age. So uh, he would fit in pretty well with the Devils' overall developmental plan. He's also from Sweden, similar to Nylander. And guess who's also from Sweden? Alexander Holt. So, you know, we're kind of getting uh, the Swedish connection going a little bit. And then the king of it is Jesper Bratt. Maybe, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm entertaining that. So, you know. We could become the Swedish fish of New Jersey or, or something like that. I know there's another Swedish player on the Devils, but I think it is, what, is it Fabian Zetterlund? Something like that. I, 
I, I I'm losing track of time right now. It's late. It's late when I'm recording this episode. But anyway, ultimately, you know, when looking at this trade, I'm not going to uh, make a, a a clear indication as to whether or not I would do the trade hypothetically. But you know, I'm just giving you guys the pros and the cons to it. So there's definitely upside. There's definitely some pros to it, which is like, you know, we get someone like Nylander. He can help on our top six. The one con to it is that he signed for two years. So can you convince him to sign long term? Rashford Sedin is a restricted free agent. And also you got to take into consideration that injuries uh, could play a factor. And can he develop into, you know, a decent defenseman? Then for Jack Campbell, it's like, okay, we upgraded from Mackenzie Blackwood. But ultimately, we still don't have a backup to help out Jack Campbell. So we don't want to put him in the same position that we put Corey Schneider and also uh, Mackenzie Blackwood once again in. So that's something to um, definitely take into consideration when looking at that. But ultimately, this trade is very intriguing. But some of the issues I have, like I said, the contracts, the longevity, how can this help us in the long run? Can we secure Jack Campbell for like three to four years? Can we get Nylander to sign an extension because he signed for this year and the next year? And are we also giving a good team an out? Like I talked about the Toronto Maple Leafs and their overall salary cap issue. And it's like, you know, are they just trying to shed some contracts our way and then just trying to get a high draft pick? Because like I said, outside the top five, this is not really a deep draft class based on what I've been hearing. So ultimately, you know, that's one of my concerns as well, which is like, are we actually helping the Toronto Maple Leafs when it comes to like, you know, their salary money situation? So that's something to also take into consideration. But ultimately, you know, you're probably wondering, like, why am I talking about this? And why was I not big on like Alex Brinkett or Kevin Fiala? Well, the fact of the matter is, it's like, you know, Kevin Fiala is just like, were we going to get a first round draft pick in response? Uh, to trading away our second overall for Kevin Fiala. That's my overall question mark. And then for Alex DeBrinkett, I said early on in the episode, it's just like the, the, the one problem I have is just like, you know, the, the Chicago Blackhawks cannot give us a first-round draft pick because of the Seth Jones deal. So ultimately, you know, that's my main concern. So let me know what you guys think. Is this a trade that's interesting you? Is it a trade that, you know, is giving you many red flags in your mind? What do you think? Leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. Hit me up on my personal Devils uh, Twitter page, uh, at LockedOnDevils or at TreyMatt4. And let me know what you guys think about this trade. Once again, I'm not giving you guys an answer as to whether or not I would do this deal or not. I'm giving you the pros and I'm giving you the cons. So I have not made a decision in terms of making this trade. Just putting that out there into the, uh, I guess, hockey verse or whatever the case might be. And I'm going to let you guys discuss it. So once again, the trade involves Nylander, Sedin, Campbell, and also the 25th overall pick in exchange. The Devils give up the second overall pick, Damon Severson, and also Mackenzie Blackwood. So let me know what you guys think. And I'm going, and while I log off, I'm going to take a shot of this fireball because it's been a long day. been having a lot of technical difficulties. And this trade has gotten me excited. So let me know what you guys think. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And thanks for listening.